0: everybody. Welcome back to the Sons of Saturday podcast. We got a Richmond preview here this evening. It's Wednesday, September 22nd, 843 p.m. Press and record. Uh, We got Billy Ray out in San Diego. We got Grayson Wimbish out in Los Angeles. My name is Pat Finn. I'm calling in from Charlotte, North Carolina, and we have a special guest here to break down the Richmond preview. On Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, Griffin Parker, class of 2012, proud member of Section 5 in Lane Stadium, and will be joining us in Austin this weekend. So we had to bring him on the pod, a little Richmond preview before we go to the Texas, Texas Tech Game on Saturday. Griffin, welcome to the Sons of Saturday. We're happy to have you. Glad to be here, Pat. Appreciate it.
1: Oh, can you bring some more juice, Griff? on. Waiting
2: for this, this, guy, been waiting on, for this moment. I've been begging <laughs> Billy Ray and Pat and Grayson to get me on here <laughs> since we were talking about getting together for the first game of the season. So
1: thanks, Pat. It's finally here, Appreciate and it. I gotta say, some ba- some back, some backstory. Griffin uh texts me this morning. Uh, we're talking about the document, and uh he calls me and he's like, Hey. Just let you let know, you know, I printed out 26 pages of statistics from Richmond this year. And I was like, I didn't know there were 26 pages of statistics from the Richmond Spiders. So Griffin Parker is your expert for the Richmond Spiders. So excited to dive into this here.
0: Um, but without further say, ado. You could say our spidey, his spidey senses are tingling.
1: Tingling! Uh, tingling! Good hit, Pat. Good hit.
2: On Patrick, um, Pat, parents almost named me Peter. Would have been real bad news for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pat... We got a hokey IQ. We got uh, to talk about Main Street Pharmacy, and then we're talking about the internet. So, why don't you kick it off with a hokey IQ and who the podcast is brought to you by?
0: Everyone knows. If they don't know by now, Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg, Virginia, the best pharmacy in all the land. Jeremy Counts, Dr. Lord, Jeremy Counts, the king of Blacksburg, will greet you with a smile. He cares about you. He cares about Blacksburg. He cares about the new River Valley community. He is a hokey. He sells Sons of Saturday stuff out of, his, out of his store. That's pretty cool. You roll in there. He's always listening to some type of hokey podcast. He's always repping the Hokies. We love Dr. Jeremy Counts. Stop on by the Main Street Pharmacy. You know, for some Pedialyte, as, like, as Billy Ray likes to say. You know, maybe some soap, some toothpaste. Fill your prescription. Whatever you're getting there, when you show up, you are a neighbor, not a number. We got two haikus here on this evening. One submitted by James Copeland. Hokies come together. That might be six syllables. Squash the spiders. That's only four syllables. (laughs) Don't look back. Hey, James, I've always been a big participation guy. You know, participation is key. We appreciate the participation with the haiku. And then Travis die. Travis is solid, is always submitting some haikus. Hokies licking wounds, the itsy bitsy spiders might be the best cure. So thank you, James. Pretty solid turnout. Thank you, James. Thank you, Travis. Always enjoy uh, the haikus. So, Bill, we're going to start it off here. We're going to address, you know, the elephant in the room. A lot happened today on Virginia Tech Twitter. Um I tell you, the Internet never takes any days off, especially Virginia Tech fans on Twitter, uh, you know, after a loss on Saturday. So uh, I know you've got a lot to talk about. So let's let's jump right into it before we talk about Richmond. Yeah,
1: um, for sure. Uh, So this morning I did a little, you know, I was up late last night, so I did some sons of sleeping in. I wake up this morning uh, to a text from Pat Finn. He says, hey, might want to wake up. So I woke up and I went on Twitter and I, oh man, I must've had, you know, 150, 200 notifications on my Twitter. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So what I'm going to do is set the table. I'll let you guys get your, uh, get your thoughts on this and then um, kind of I'll wrap it up here. Uh, but basically the way that it started is, as you know, in the previous podcast, um, I was kind of alluding to the situation that the Virginia Tech uh, football team was in. We had recently lost an emotional game um, to West Virginia in 2016. We lost an emotional game to Tennessee, two trophy games against rivals. um, And we were kind of not sure where we were going from here. Uh, We didn't know what kind of team we have. There's a lot of uncertainty in 2016. Obviously we had a historic year in 2021. The book is still being written. So Dan At young visionary 23, shout out to you. This guy must have got plenty of followers, plenty of interaction. This guy was the king of the internet for today. Um, He said, in response to my tweet about the Tennessee and West Virginia game, Tennessee wasn't a blood feud, and we had Gerard Evans at quarterback. So, myself, I reply and say, Gerard Evans wasn't Gerard Evans before the season began. And taking in all of the context, could this have been worded better? Yes. But with the context, what I was saying was Gerard Evans, when he came in, his real coming out party to become the Gerard Evans that we were like, oh, my gosh, this guy is the guy. He threw five. he, He scored five touchdowns against Boston College the week after West Virginia. So it had nothing to do with the talent level or anything personally about Gerard Evans. It was just kind of the situation the football team was in. So Gerard Evans quotes the original tweet on his Twitter with LOL, and then had a couple of other tweets. He had a clown face emoji everywhere pushing na- narratives. Don't let this social media pile of poo emoji fool you. Um, so, guys, I would love to get your thoughts, hear what you had to say about it. Um, Grayson, we can, we can start with you.
3: Yeah, let me just go ahead and play devil's advocate for a moment. Uh, here's where I think people probably took issue with the wording of the tweet. In 2016, we knew we were getting something special with Gerard Evans. We knew he was going to be a special player. He was the number one Juco dual-threat quarterback recruit in the country, and there was a lot of hype around him when he committed to play to Virginia Tech. If you watched his Juco tape, anyone with a brain sees that. I mean, he was a special player. Now, granted, we were also in a transitional period. Frank Beamer had just hung it up. This was Justin Puente and Co's first season in Blacksburg. So no one, I agree with Bill in the sense that You know, yeah, we had a very special player coming to Blacksburg, and that was awesome. But I guess as what you meant to say was that as a collective, I mean, we didn't know just how special that team was going to be. And I'm I'm not saying that anyone was trying to discredit what Gerard Evans accomplished in one season at Tech, and I don't think you were either. That man led us to the only 10-win season under this regime, so – Do with that information what you will. I I think Gerard was very talented. I think we all do. Uh, I think Bill was trying to say, like, you know, there could be glimmers of that season compared to this one. The circumstances are similar, you know. So
1: Yeah, and seeing how it's going to pan out. And and I'll say that, too. I don't think that going into this season, everybody was like, You know, and it turned out to be the fact, right? Because Gerard Evans, he comes from Air Force. He goes to junior college. He tears it up at junior college. But I don't remember, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember everybody saying the Messiah is here at quarterback. You know, this is going to be a completely different season. Uh, We went through camp that year. We had a quarterback competition between Brendan Motley and Josh Jackson. Um, It was a close quarterback competition. He ended up winning the competition and had a historic year at Virginia Tech. I don't remember the story of 2016 being okay. Here we go. We got our quarterback. We're gonna go. We're we're. I don't think anybody was expecting to win ten games or have the second. People game. were excited.
3: People were definitely okay. excited. There was a lot of excitement in the air when he committed. That was a huge deal. It was. Uh, but I, I I don't think people can attack you when you you didn't. You never said that he was a bad player. You never said that like this was never about him he, as an yeah, individual. Or it was his never talent about him. level.
0: I think it's undeniable. Pat, go ahead. Um, so a lot of things kind of build into this. First of all, my, my pizza's ready. Hang on. Let me turn that off. Griffin, you can go ahead. We'll tag you in here.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to take a step back. You and I talked on Sunday night and I think that there was a big piece that was missed here in terms of just the overall scenario of the game, right? It's an out of conference game. It was a big game. It it was one that we had circled where a win, you know, propels us further up the rankings in the top 25. Um, But a loss doesn't hurt us, right? For the Coastal Division, a loss doesn't hurt us. Um, So that's sort of the comparison that I thought that you were trying to make overarching and it was less, uh, you know, pinpointing and pointing the finger at specific talent on those teams. It was just, you know, the scenarios almost match up. It's it's an out-of-conference game where it would have been a huge win for the program. It propels our season forward. But it doesn't take much away from this season. We can still really capitalize on what I feel is a pretty decent team so far.
1: Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, and again, the, the the part that was frustrating about it was, you know, I have nothing but respect um, for players that were here. That 2016 team was extremely special, um, was a part of it. I have a lot of guys that I really love on that team. Um, and it's never been, uh, it was never meant to be a personal attack. And I think, you know, when you get a bunch of people weighing in on it, given their take, um, you know, you may see one tweet, not get the full context, but it was never about Gerard. Uh, go ahead, Pat.
0: Yeah, this, you know, I, I see like team Gerard, (laughs) people are saying that it's like a Gerard and Billy thing. It shouldn't be a Gerard and Billy thing. Um, something that got, you know, kind of taken out of context. But I think a lot of things led to this being take out of con- taken out of context. Uh, here are my reasons why you got shredded today, Billy. Okay, are you ready for this? I am ready. You talked a lot of smack last week before the West Virginia game. And, you know, you said it. You said it last week. You said, P- I'm going to get shredded if we lose this game, but I'm coming up here and I'm saying there's no way we lose this game lose this game. Uh, people have not forgotten that. And that's why the Tennessee tweet may have been a little bit far fetched because if you really want to be objective, you should have posted a picture right after week one with a picture of us beating Carolina and a picture of us beating Florida state in 2018, because those are very, very, very similar situations as well. You beat a team, uh, you know, you look really good on labor day weekend. They're in conference. You start out one and in conference, you get ranked, um, The Tennessee one gives, gives people the thought of, you know, it's on the optimistic side, but after this loss against West Virginia, not much to be optimistic about. Um,
1: I mean the Florida State team is nowhere near as talented as this North Carolina team who just scored 56 points against Virginia but you know
0: I I don't think I think we're getting we caught don't need up to, in the media. we don't need to we don't need to go down the rabbit hole I'm just well, you, saying you, you opened the you you uh, you know Bugs Bunny you opened
3: the rabbit hole that's what that's what the we're situation is the same it's it's the same, same, it's the same it's principle Let's not split hairs principle. here Let's not split hairs. No, here. I'm. I'm. I'm saying the FSU game, and that oh, okay. it's the same principle. Don't get I that su- twisted.
0: I su- I suppose. Um, no, you can't talk about you can't talk about FSU underperforming that year when you have no idea how our team's going to perform, or how that's FSU, is
3: going to perform. That's
0: exactly what I said at the end of the first tweet. I said,
1: "Wonder what's going to happen in 2021." But Pat, you are exactly right. I dug myself into a little bit of a hole. And you know what? I don't regret it because I felt like we were going to win the football game. I feel like we should have won the football game. Damn it, we did it, and I'm still going to come here and I'm still going to press court and I'm still going to give my opinions because that's just what we do here. Okay. All right, I got. I got a couple more things I want to say. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't. I didn't mean to cut off your laundry list.
0: <laughs> uh, number two, we're coming off loss number one. There's nothing worse than the first loss of the season. Tread lightly. After the first loss, it is always the worst loss on the Internet. Number three, people are dramatic on said Internet. You know, I saw some people taking personal shots at you on the message boards and on Twitter. You can't trust anyone on the Internet. And to cap it off, yeah, I, I Bill, I think you were an easy target here after this loss because you came on, talked all the smack, and that's it. Um, so we got to move forward. You just said it. We got four opponents coming up. Little four game homestand. It's going to be awesome. So let's uh let's move forward here.
1: Yeah. The last last the last thing that I'll say about it. I am not going to tread lightly. That has never been the way that I act. Uh if I get shredded for it, that's fine. Some of you had some very good slights. Some of you had some pretty poor slights. Um you know, maybe work on that. Um, but uh but yeah. To, to, to wrap it up, nothing but respect for Gerard Evans. Um, he was a fantastic football player. He is the quarterback that led us to the most memorable time in the Coach Fuente era. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, nobody uh, – you know, people on the Internet were saying – People have lost respect for Gerard Evans, or people forget Gerard Evans. I don't think anyone has forgotten Gerard Evans. I don't. I think people are still typing in uh, highlights to watch the 2016 season. Um, I, I, it's. I've talked about this before. This fascination with there are so many people out there who are preying on people's downfalls and thinking about how can I, you know, put this person down. It's most of it is made up. So I will work on my wording. I am still going to be myself, but Griff, I'm going to give you the chance. You had an office reference to sum all of this up in one word. Have at it, Griff.
2: Boom roasted.
1: Billy got boom roasted today. So we're moving on to the Richmond
2: preview. Actually, Billy, I'm going to say, you got to remember the internet will internet. The internet will. I saw saw a tweet the other day that said somebody just started an argument in the comments, and I think it was 12,000 comments or (laughs) 1200 comments long. So it's just take it with a grain
1: of salt. It'd be like that sometimes. Grayson and Pat have compiled some hokey history for all of us to partake in. Grayson, why don't you go ahead and turn back the uh hop in the magic school bus and take us for a magical ride. Hop in that the was a little uh, weird, but you were gonna uh, rock, uh, rock them the,
3: the, 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 the DeLorean, the DeLorean. The Magic School bus took you inside of like other people, I think. Or the or the <laughs> or the phone booth, if we're watching Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure, I digress regardless. Uh to to jump in the time machine. The last time the Hokies played the Spiders was in 1986 when Pat and I's parents were at Virginia Tech. The Hokies owned the overall series with 37 wins as opposed to Richmond's 10. And our longest winning streak, here's those weird winning streaks again, over the Spiders span from November of 1897 to Halloween of 1936 with 10 wins. We are 22-3-1 against U of R at home and our largest margin of victory was in 1909. We beat the Spiders 52 to zero. Maybe we'll exceed that this Saturday. Who knows? Uh, so, the last time Richmond came to Lane
0: Stadium was 1985. In 1985, not the song by Bowling for Soup, uh, they actually came in and beat Virginia Tech 24 to 14. So, this is actually a revenge game from 36 years ago. Uh, Richmond plays in the Colonial Athletic Association. Uh, they compete with schools like JMU, College of Charleston, Delaware, and William & Mary. Richmond Spiders won the FCS championship in 2008. Grayson, was Mike London the coach of that team? Yes.
3: Yes, he was, but he inherited a lot of those players. So I, I don't want to no, give him too much credit.
0: The time cop. Um, notable alums. Bruce Allen, the former pr- president of the Washington football team. The rapper, Lil Dicky. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Josh Abramson, the founder of collegehumor.com. The musician, Bruce Horn- Hornsby, uh, is a fantastic pianist, uh, but he did not graduate from <sighs> Richmond. Jamie McShane, who played. So not alum. an alum. So he's not an alum. Okay. But Just he showed extended. up. <laughs> Jamie McShane, who played Eric O'Bannon in the movie or the uh, the hit show on Netflix Bloodline. So gonna set the table here. It's week four. We're two and one, kicking off on Saturday at noon First, the two and one Richmond Spiders. We're getting a little uh getting a little hasty. Is hasty the word? No, feisty, feisty, feisty. on social media. Hokey nation. We're getting getting a little feisty on social media. We got a four-game homestand. Nobody comes into our house and takes our money. So, let's get into it. But first, All right. guys, this is big news. Bill, did you want to do this? I did, dude. I don't know why you took it and you highlighted it. And- I did not highlight oh, it.
1: Okay. All right. I've been excited about this. Exciting announcement. The Sons of Saturday, most, uh, most headlined uh the Locks of Saturday, is now brought to you by DraftKings. That is right that is right. So if you do not have DraftKings, go ahead and download the DraftKings app and use promo code SOS to receive $150 in free bets. That is, you go ahead, download the app, promo code SOS to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Guys. This is super exciting. This is something that's been in the works for a long time, um, but we are really excited about it. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 years or older. Virginia only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See the DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia g- problem Virginia problem gambling helpline at eight eight eight. 532, 3,500. Look out for each other. Have some fun. Bet on football. It's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, that's what we got. Opponent optics. Pat.
0: Opponent optics. Talk to me about Richmond. Before we hand it over to Griff. <laughs> so, according to Bill Connolly's SP Plus rankings, Richmond is ranked 15th in the SFCS, and his uh, rankings show that their defense is 4th. So, this is a pretty good ball club coming into town and they have a good offense too. Griff, tell us about their offense. Yeah. Um,
2: so their offense is for an FCS opponent, pretty darn good. Um, they're averaging 32 a game, uh, of that 170 rush yards a game, 234 pass yards a game. I think from scrimmage, they're averaging something close to six yards per play. Um, five rushing touchdowns six passing so pretty balanced offense um something that i did see is that uh aaron dykes their starting running back has accounted for i think 60 percent of their touchdowns this year he's got three on the ground two receiving and he also took one to the house uh 98 yards last week against villanova um he's prone to do that i i saw that uh the in 2019, so he's been on the team for a little while. Now I think he's a red shirt junior. He took two to the house against Delaware. So he definitely has some uh explosive big play speed. Um they uh I mean their quarterbacks completing 62 percent of his passive. He's got some Italian name, Joe Mancuso. Um, he's got six touchdowns, two <laughs> interceptions, so just a well-rounded offense, nothing to be um blown away by again, it's an FCS team, but for, for the FCS, they're, they're a pretty solid team. They are coming off of a, a a loss against Villanova where their offense looks shaky. Their first three possessions. I think they had two interceptions and a fumble uh, before they found the end zone, but uh, that game was pretty close. I think it was, they were actually up 21, 14 at halftime. So again, they're plowing through their FCS opponents. um, Had a pretty good clip on the offensive side. As you look at their defense, um, First of all, fantastic
1: rundown. My my two questions are: How do we get Aaron Dykes in a Virginia Tech uniform, and why does their quarterback have the same last name as my principal from high school? Um, but what about their defense? What's going on on the defensive side of the ball for the Richmond Spiders?
0: Um,
2: it looks like their linebacker core is really what's bringing the pressure. Um, I think the they have something like their two linebackers are. Tyler and Tristan, they both have 25 tackles on the season. I think Tyler also has one interception. Um, they're big men up front. The most notable is a guy named Darius Reynolds. He's 6'2", 250. Not a huge guy by any stretch, but he's got 11 tackles on the season. Four of those are tackles for losses, and two and a half of them are sacks. Um, so defense is really led by a strong um, veteran linebacking core in those two guys in uh, Tyler and Tristan. Uh, But what's notable for me that really jumps off the page is their red zone defense. Um, Red zone, they've been extremely stout. Uh, I think they're holding their opponents to something a little bit under 60% uh, in scoring. And uh, they've only given up two touchdowns in the red zone this year in three games.
3: Great. Another
1: (laughs) another thing that you've mentioned, uh, Griff, is their size up front. Um, which is yeah, something so that is, Tennessee had as well. Uh, so talk to us about their size up front.
2: Yeah. So that's more on the offensive side, but on the offensive side, they have uh, four of their starters on offense. Uh, they're coming in at 324, 320, 325, and two. So that's a, that's some big boys for an FCS school. Large
1: human beings. Absolutely. Um, in terms of their special teams, we already talked about it. Uh, Dykes is a dynamic playmaker. Uh, he's going to make plays. Um, and then Jake Larson is four for five on the year with a long of 43 yards. The Richmond Spiders coming to town. Um, we're going to talk about keys to the game. And keys to the game are always brought to you by our friends over at the hub. We talked about it last week. Four new leases one, two, three, four, count them, uh, signed last week into the hub. Uh, look, we can tell we tell you all the time, it's an elite living facility. It's a beautiful place to be. Uh, they're doing game day giveaways. They're doing all sorts of cool stuff on their Instagram. They're doing all sorts of cool stuff on their website. Head on over to thehuboncampus.com slash Blacksburg uh, and give it a look and check it out. We got some really, really beautiful facilities and beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, awesome living conditions for you, for your friends, or for whoever. So check them out. But
0: keys to the game. Our offense. Let's talk about it. Pat running game, run the football, establish the run. I'm hearing Keyshawn King is going to be back. That's going to be huge. I know he had a non COVID related illness that kept him out of the West Virginia game. Also, uh, we know that Silas Janzy and Parker Clemens both showed up to workouts on Sunday. I do not know if either of them have been practicing, um, But filling in that right side of the line is going to be imperative this weekend so we can bounce back. Uh, But we ran for 106 yards last week on an average of 2.6 yards per carry. So I don't know the last time we've had a rushing day that bad, but obviously it's not going to cut it uh, in this offense. So run the ball, open up the pass game, as Big Cat says, as everyone says. Run the ball, open up the passing game.
1: And I was, I was, yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna zag you here, but I think Grayson's gonna really zag you here, so I'll let him go.
3: Yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll zag you there, Pat. Uh, hey, pass the damn ball! I want Burmeister to be out there dropping dimes. Let's see this glorious passing game that the staff has talked about. And look, y'all, if there's a game to do it, I don't want to hear this. Oh, we should wait for Notre Dame, or we should wait for this game to to open it up. No. No, you do with this game, I want Trey Turner, I want Tavion Robinson, Caleb Smith, Double D, I want Nick Gallo out there having huge days. If we go 0 for 4 on the coin toss, I'll be so mad. But if we do, come out of the gate, drop a bomb down the middle on first and 10, air it out, strike first, strike fast, do not let them hang around. I don't want to be going into the locker room at halftime 17-14 to 14 or whatever the hell, just... Just put them away and put them away fast. Billy Ray, anything to add here?
1: I just want to get to the point where we can take control of this game out of the gate and work on stuff. I want to see us work on our run game. I want to see Terrell Smith get some snaps. I want to see some of our guys that will need to rotate in get some snaps. And I want to see our ones get better. Um, I want to see – Give Trey Turner the opportunity to get some separation. Get Caleb uh Smith the opportunity to catch the ball over the middle. Um, get Jalen Holston and his front uh his front five some some reps of of real in-game success. Um, because I think that's what this this team needs, and specifically this offense needs. Like I think this offense needs to get a little bit of a mojo, develop a little bit of an identity. I don't know what that's gonna be, whether it's passing the ball or running the ball, but I need know that we need to do at least. Both of them semi effectively. If we're going to be a pretty good football team, um, so I'm just looking for us to score points. Um, let's let's get the mojo stuff going. Uh, I think of ECU in 2017. I think of Boston College in 2016. Like we need one of those games to really kind of get our confidence and and uh, instill some some good feels uh, here on the offensive side of the ball. So that's what I'm looking for. All right, shifting it over to defense. Griffin, kick us off. What are the keys to winning this game on defense?
2: Yeah, we uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, when we were going through their offense. Uh, Aaron Dykes, like I said, he's accounted for a little bit over fifty percent of their touchdowns this season, just simply uh, on offense. Not even taking into special teams, taking into account special teams, um, he can be flexed out to receiver. I watched their game last week against Villanova. They run a lot of wheel routes with him, um, so. Definitely keeping an eye on him. Uh, Two of the interceptions that Mr. Mancuso threw last week were attempts to Aaron Dykes out of the backfield. So um, really keeping an eye on him. And then the other thing, uh, they've only given up three sacks this year. So really trying to pressure their quarterback and see what he can do under pressure because he has
0: not seen it yet this year. For me, I got to say, get after the quarterback. It was key against Carolina. Uh, It was key in the second half against Middle Tennessee. We didn't see it that much last week uh, at West Virginia. Get after the quarterback. Uh, You know, I want to see Amari Parno appear on the stat sheet this weekend. We need that man to produce because he is such a threat and such a talented individual. Um, So get after the quarterback, force a first-half turnover, obviously uh, limit points. Pat, you alluded to it. Uh, I'm going to hop on Grayson's
1: train here and do a little singing. I once was lost, but now the pass rush must be found. Where is it? Where is the pass rush? I need to see some pass rush. I need to see defensive linemen pinning their ears back and get it in the quarterback's face. I need to see Amari Barno making plays. Taiwan Garbutt's been holding it down. He's been doing it the whole year. Taiwan, we're so excited to have you back. Where is the pass
3: rush? Must see it. On Saturday, must have it. Grayson. Love that, Bill. Uh, Just to to wrap this up, defensive consistency, we didn't really have that last week. I need everybody to get off the bus at the same time on Saturday. Uh, I understand that, I mean, dude, Richmond's got a big offensive line. Griffin was talking about that, so pass rush is absolutely paramount. The key is to not let them get comfortable. Do not let Joe Mancuso get comfortable apply the pressure, blow it open, and also contain Aaron Dykes. From what I understand, he's an immensely talented running back, probably criminally underrated, in fact. Uh, And I imagine that he could cause problems, especially if they air it out to him, which I know he has been prone to do, uh, out there on the wing, so out there on the flat, excuse me. Uh, Gentlemen, score predictions. Shall we move on?
1: Oh, 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 we have what will make you smile in this football game, which is brought to you by our friend, Dr. John Cranham from the Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry, who's actually hopping on a plane to go to Poland to do some teaching people how to do teeth stuff. So I don't know what the what the oral hygiene scene is in Poland. I have no idea, um, but it's about to get a whole lot better. I can tell you that. It's about to get a whole lot better in Poland. So Brutski, um, we're going to improve and we're going to get better. I don't even know if that's a Polish word, but that's probably what they sound like. Um, but what would make me smile? I want to score some points. I want to feel good game. It's time to bounce back. We have a bye week after this football game. I want to go into it with a lot more answers and a lot more good groove feels than a lot more question marks after a loss. Um, the West Virginia game is over. There's nothing we can do about it. What I do know is we have to football, play this football game on Saturday, and then it's a race of two weeks to play against Notre Dame in the biggest game in lane stadium uh, in about four weeks. So, um, really excited about it. And, um, yeah, just want to, uh, get off on the
0: right foot and make things happen. For me, uh, it's special teams. Show me something on special teams. We've seen a lot out of special teams so far this year, middle Tennessee. Uh, I I should say we've seen a lot in the return game. We also have seen a lot in the kicking game. One is really good. One needs to improve. Um, I want to see 100% on field goals on Saturday, no matter who is trotting out there to put it in for three. I want no misses on Saturday, and then uh, really would love to see us take a punt back, block a punt, take a kick back. Uh, we're playing really sound uh, on the kick return. I don't think we've done any uh, had any big punt returns yet, but um, yeah, give me some good special teams. I love it.
3: Give me some good red zone offense if we're inside the 20-yard line. I want to see us move, move that football inside the 20-yard. Do not get down there and stall out like a stick shift from 1954. Come on, come on, dial it up. This is 2021. This, this offense is supposed to be able to throw the ball, be efficient, do that. I know y'all can do it. I tr- We got the talent. Just Dial it up in the booth, baby. Come on, Griff. What you got? What would make you smile? So, Pat
2: and I talk about this all the time in the stands. We've been going to games together now for the better part of three years. Virginia Tech in the third quarter is abysmal. It is so frustrating to watch them come out after halftime, even if they've had a great first half. Richmond has outscored their opponents 42 to nothing in the third quarter. I don't care if we're up by 28 at halftime. I want to see us come out and absolutely shove it down their throats in the third quarter. I want this fourth quarter to not even have to have my attention. I want that third quarter to be our quarter. Griff, like a seasoned
1: vet getting the guys it. ready. We need Griff <laughs> to go talk to the team before running out there versus the Spiders. It's time for score predictions. Pat looked. Griff looked. Grayson looked. There is no line on this football game. So what we're going to do is tag in our boy GP. He's going to give us a line. He's going to give us our score prediction, and we're going to roll through score predictions here.
2: I'm going to set it at 27 and a half, boys.
1: 27 and a half for the Virginia Tech Hokies versus the Richmond Spiders. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. All right, everybody's had enough time to think about it. Griffin, what is your score prediction?
2: Because I don't have to deal with the repercussions of getting the backlash like Billy did this week, I'm going to be the eternal optimist and say this is the week that we dropped the 50-burger. I don't see it happening the rest of the season. I want to see one this year. I'm going to go 55-17. I think Aaron Dykes will break a big play. It's going to break our hearts, but it's not going to break our backs.
1: Not going to break our hearts, but it's, not, it's going to break our hearts. What? <laughs> it's not
3: going to it's going break to- our hearts. But not going to break our backs. I'll cut right. for that out too. No, Over I that up. We're going to have to restart.
2: No, it that's not break that our heart, But it will break our backs. No. I love that quote. Uh, who are you passing it to?
0: Uh, I will pass it to uh, PFED after that. So I checked the ESPN FPI. We are a 982 chance to win. Percent chance to win. I like tech to win 35 to 10. Uh, we will score first. We saw some crazy stats about uh, our record in games that we do not score first. We've only won five of them uh, in Coach Fuente's tenure. That's not going to happen this time. 35 to 10. We do not cover the made up fantasy uh, point spread, but we do get the win in Blacksburg.
3: Grace. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Pat. I I think we'll score 35 points. I, I don't see us going 40-burger. I'm sorry, Griff. I sure as hell don't see us going 50-burger, if I'm being honest. Uh, and I, I think it'll be 35-17 Hokies. Uh, and if, if the Spiders get that last touchdown and a field goal, it'll be in the fourth quarter uh, because we put the second and third string guys in there to get some reps. I got to ask, 40-burger.
0: No, we know 50 burgers. A thing. That's a new Should one like, for me too, Pat. Could it be 40 chicken sandwich? 40. So we, yeah, short of 40. Why are we putting, seconds.
1: wait, why, why are we putting a burger on a pedestal and putting like the chicken sandwich on the, how about a, a, fu-
2: a, 40 do- a 40 dog, a 40 got the dog. Calorie,
0: who's got the calorie count on burgers versus <laughs> dogs versus chicken sandwich? A 40 bacon ranch wrap. I don't know. Okay. All
1: right. Well, a, a four for four forty. No, that's stupid. Um, Whatever, an Old English 40. We can call it that. That'd be kind of cool. We'll call it an Old English 40. Um, I'm, do you have any room over there on Optimist Island, Griff? Do you have any room? I got plenty of room, Billy. All right, I'm going to hop in my in my little Billy canoe, and I'm going to battle on over, and I'm going with 4217. Give me the Old English 40. Um, we're not going to cover. I really, please, please, God, let this offense score points. We need it. We really, really do. Like, I mean – we need some positivity here. We need like, you know, when just like the news, like like you tune into Fox 5 and, you know, Michelle Kwan is talking about, you know, there's a murder in Brooklyn and, you know, there's a pipe that's exploded over in the Queens. And then they sneak in like, you know, the Girl Scouts have this really great event where they're giving out, uh, you know, brownies over on the corner. Yeah. That's what we need right now. We need you to sneak in that news story. We need some positivity and I'm hoping to have it this
0: weekend. So please- We got, we got, we got. Lasita Smith leading that tribe. Yes, cookies. You saw his comments today. Yes, how profound. I mean, what a guy.
1: Supporters. We need supporters. Supporters. Support this.
2: I got a question for you. Do you think we pull the foot off the gas, or do we let confidence ooze? If we're up big, do we pull the? How foot big
1: off? is how big is big? Uh, the reason, reason I also, asked. Possibly so, putting up big. So what is? Like that? i
2: talked about, Richmond outscored opponents in the third, forty-two, nothing. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, they're being outscored three to twenty-one. So I guess their big boys get tired in the fourth quarter. I'd like to see them just absolutely shellack them and 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 go to town, but. When, how much is too much? I hope, uh, look, I
1: hope we're in the position to, to be in how much is too much land, but this team has not given me any reason to think that we will approach uh, too much land. So I think, you know, really, really good teams deserve to, you know, kind of let it up and, and, and hang out. Um, I don't think we have that right, right now. We need to, we need to get as many reps as we can and and score as many points as we can. So um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get that done um moving right along to the letters from the lunch pail uh and as always we kick this off with our good friend grant watson who just is the man uh we'll go over our over-unders from last week bat give us the wrap up and then we'll roll into the uh over-unders from this week okay
0: so we're going to review west virginia over-unders connor blumrich rushing touchdowns 0.5 under did not take a snap sacks for virginia tech three and a half did we have three or did we have four i think we only had three right I believe we only had three i think it's the under there black shear, rushing yards 70 under how did we have a half sack as a statistic didn't we didn't we i didn't. get made fun of we, for this
1: last last no week? we had
0: we had three and a half we had three sacks oh three
1: and a half gambling i'm i'm silly sorry um, so it was going for the non push. I understand. Um, <laughs> <Blackshear>. <laughs> you are at to one last year, <laughs> rushing yards. He went under 70. I think he went under 70 cause he was a little banged up to be fair. Um, but all signs are pointing to him being available this week. He was in media. So we're excited about it over unders this week from our guy G dub. First one, VT points scored. Over under 38 and a half. We just gave you all of those for our score predictions. Total rushing yards, 240. Griffin, how do we feel about 240?
2: I'm going over. Again, I watched the game last week against Villanova, who is a better team than Richmond. Um, Second play from scrimmage, they took one, I think, 50 or 55 yards. just gashed them a little bit. I think they are a little bit suspect on the rush.
0: Pat Finn. Wait. Okay, I I say under. I said run the ball, but I don't think we're getting 240 rushing yards. Griff dog. That's a we must be running the ball a lot and scoring off big plays a lot. If you're thinking we're getting 55, I,
2: I said we're going to score 55 points. We gotta get them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Great play. I'm going under on 240.
1: Yeah, I'm going under too. I'd I, I'd feel really good if we got to 200 in general, um, because I want to see some throwing the ball, and I just don't. See us doing that, especially with a little bit of a banged up offensive line. So that's my uh, that's my take on that. And then Jermaine Waller, does he continue his one interception per game streak and get over half of an interception in this football game? Uh, I'm going to go under personally, because I think if Richmond Richmond's a smart school. Look, I'm pretty sure it's one of those like non Ivy Ivies or, or whatever. I'm pretty sure they got some smart people over there. Uh, if they've watched any type of film, you probably don't want to throw it where number two is. Um, can someone go next and tell me if they're one of those like Ivy schools? Aren't they? They're
3: they're they're a private school. They're a private school. So uh, not an Ivy. Not an Ivy League school. All right. But All right. Had to pay for do That whole thing. Okay.
1: All right. Well. I think there's someone smart over there that's like, hey, number two is pretty good. Let's not throw the ball over there. Go ahead,
3: Gray. Yeah. You know what? For the sake of keeping the streak alive, I'd love to see him get one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over on this one. I, I think hey. he gets I think he gets one. And it might be off like a tipped ball or something. Not as easy. Griff
2: Dog. If you guys think I'm going to start to go negative right now, you're completely wrong. (laughs) I got to keep the positivity up. I have to have hope for this team that when we go against an inferior opponent, our guys step up, our big playmakers
0: make plays. I'm taking the over. I'm going to take the under. uh, But Notre Dame game, Jermaine Waller, interception. We can talk about that in a few weeks. Okie doke. Moving right along to our
1: Letters from the Lunch Bail segment. Uh, Pat, you want to – or I'm sorry, Grayson, you want to take us with the first
3: one? Yeah. Uh, and, and this might be part of Grant Watson's question. He says, do y'all think the lack of downfield passes could be due to Braxton Burmeister nursing a shoulder injury? He looked great in week one, but it seems he's like the rest Stop, exactly stop, stop, stop. This Braxton Burmeister injury rumor
1: has to stop. I'm done with it. He's oh, not I thought hurt. you were telling me to
3: stop reading the question. No, like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, I am telling you to
1: stop reading the question. Stop talking about this. Braxton's not hurt. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about
3: that on place. Sunday's episode.
1: He runs all over the place. He does a little arm flappy thing. It's a little weird, but he also does some other weird stuff. He's into yoga and all that, that West Coast stuff.
3: Stop. He's not hurt. He's yeah. not. So. Uh, okay. Moving right along. Yeah. We talked about that on uh, on Sunday. Matt Sharlow asks, what do you guys think is the next step for this offense, sticking to the run game or trying to get vertical? I feel like we have the athletes to get vertical, but we don't try. Matt Charlotte, I agree with you, sir. We absolutely have the athletes to get vertical, but we don't, and I hope we do in this game. We need to get vertical in this game. Sticking to the run game, I, I think we all don't think, minus Griff, that we uh, have over 240 rushing yards this week. So I I pray to God we get vertical. Because we have the talent, too. Yeah, but some of the teams
1: we're going to have to play, we're going to have to score points. Uh, I actually, you know, from the from the except, exception of last week, feel pretty good about our run game. I think uh, the offensive line getting banged up and Raheem Blackshear getting banged up contributed to that and also playing from behind a ton. I think that's something that um, – definitely contributed even though we did have 40 i think we had 42 rushing attempts last week um but yeah i think the passing game is going to be a huge a huge tell on whether we're able to succeed or whether we're not and obviously red zone success you didn't mention that in there um i think it was more play type calling but red zone success is something that we need to take another step in uh any other points from anybody else in this question
0: yeah, yeah. Gonna... okay oh, go ahead Pat. i want to see how uh if caleb smith can kind of rebound and have just as good of a game as he did in Morgantown. Um, Fun fact, Caleb Smith's dad played at Richmond, played football at Richmond, I think in the, I want to say the late 80s or the 90s. But um, I want to see if Caleb Smith can get, you know, kind of be a little bit more vertical or in the slant game. We do have guys that are more so um, horizontal type, uh, play to strength guys on our <clears throat> on our wide receiver core. That's just how it is. Um, I don't like it that way, and I want us to to go vertical. But I think it remains to be seen, and we'll find out. Yeah, I'm gonna just
2: tack on there. I think that that narrative could be shifted a little bit that we don't go vertical. If I mean, we we talked about it, and you guys talked about it on the pod. But the first two games, I think there's probably three or four plays where we had at least one receiver with nobody within 15 yards um, that Braxton just missed. So, I think that narrative does shift if that you know those balls get completed and we have a couple of big plays, then um I don't think we're talking as much about how we don't go deep. I think that we have like you guys have said the ability to to have our boys get open it's just if um if Brax can look
0: into that second layer and second level and uh complete those passes, yeah, and a lot of that is is he getting enough time from the line too and You know, it all comes back to depth. We we talked about that on Sunday. I guess not Sunday. We recorded on on Monday night. But um, healthy offensive line does a lot for your football team, whether it's in the pass game or the run game. Next question comes from James Copeland. Can we start running BB and RBs more to leverage a stronger blocking group? This assumes BB is not hurt and the downfield passing game – isn't going to click and we need to look elsewhere for a strength.
1: I definitely don't want to run Braxton Burmeister more if he's getting sacked six or seven times. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the offensive line. I don't know how much more you want to run the ball with our running backs. I think we had 42 attempts last week. Um, <clears throat> I would, I, I think it would go a long way to have Braxton pull Um, And again, I I don't have insight on whether something is a read or not. Um, But I think at least showing, like we did in the North Carolina game, hey, we will run Braxton Vermeister if we have to, not from a scramble situation, but from a play-call situation. Um, I think mixing that in there makes somebody honor it a little bit more than someone may if we do not. Um, So that's my take on that.
2: I'm going to say this is not the game to do it. You look at what happened against Middle Tennessee, where he – took a big lick and we thought we were going to lose them. Uh, like you just said, but I don't, I don't think we need to show that right now. I think we can stray away from having to run Braxton, but that's just my two cents for this game. VT zero
0: zero SM love the submissions thoughts on the offensive line and why the team utilized BB scrambling more than running backs.
1: Um, <clears throat> I think the, I think the uh, offensive line, obviously we talked about it last week, they have a, a ton to fix uh, and a ton to get, to get right. And Lasitas spoke about that in media availability. They know that. Um, in terms of the team utilizing Braxton Burmeister scrambling more than the running backs. I mean, I, those aren't called it, it was, it was honestly like we talked about Braxton being under a tremendous amount of pressure and just having to make the play himself. Um, and he's extremely dangerous in that situation. So they're not calling his number, and that's it. Like, I haven't even seen us run – like, we constantly talked about how many times did we run the battering ram quarterback draw with Hendon and Gerard and over the course of these – I haven't even seen us run any of those. Um, so, you know, this is more of a called called passing play and Braxton tucking it and taking off. Um, so, you know, I, I, I again, I, I think we need to hold on to the design running calls for Braxton until we get into conference play and playing with- uh, Notre Dame.
3: Next question from VT00SM is is the offensive line a of concern a priority in the offseason? Uh I don't think it's a concern other than just injuries. I mean, keeping our guys healthy uh is obviously a, a huge concern. Uh, but I mean, this season they've they've played well. It's just last week, obviously, with with uh, Silas Zanzi going down and, and bringing in Johnny Jordan and moving Brock to right tackle, you got to make adjust- adjustments where they are necessary. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a huge concern. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a
1: huge concern. Um, regardless of how we feel about our ones or regardless of how we feel about the situation, there is not a lot of depth. Um, and to, to me, it's it's one of the most concerning things that we have on this offense Um and something that absolutely has to be addressed during the off season. Where is this team? If we don't get Johnny Jordan to transfer in uh, and he's sure. not able to step in, where is this team if Caden Moore wasn't able to play as a freshman and these guys have to make it through this season. So for me, it's, it, it's, it's certainly concerning.
0: Um, yeah. There's, there's young guys out there. Um, Bob Schick, he's a transfer. Bryce Goodner and, and Danny Gell are, our two freshmen and a lot of other freshmen are escaping me right now, but we're going to have to pick up some guys in the portal in the off season. Um, and we're going to have to make sure that we can. Um, yeah. I mean, we got Gunnar given Gunner Givens in the boat for uh, for 2022. Got to make sure that he signs on signing day, but um, having no depth on the right side of the offensive line with losing Doug Nestor and Brian Hudson's definitely, uh, you know, been a sore spot as far as our season so far. Last question from VT 0 SM, which players who are not starters would you like to see more of? Uh, I'll jump in first here. Some of the studs that we heard about over the off season uh, in the wide receiver room, whether it was Jalen Jones, uh, Christian Moss, Jaden Payute and Daywan Lofton. These are four guys who are the future of our wide receiver room. These are guys that need to be on the field at some point. Um, Obviously, we need to get as much as we can out of our starters. We've kind of been ad nauseum here, but, um, you know, if those four can get on the field at some point this week, you know, towards the end of the game, we're even in an early wrinkle. Um, let's see it because they are the future and we want to keep them in a Virginia Tech uniform.
3: Marco Lee, show me Marco Lee. I'm pretty sure he changed his number to number eight, which is Awesome. Eight's my favorite number. Random facts. Uh, I would love to see him out there, especially I, I think Speedy Heems good. But if you're going to let someone rest this week a little bit more than you normally would, I think it's Raheem Blackshear. Uh, and and I'm I'm excited about Marco Lee. I, I kind of feel like he's like the bulldozer, Darren Evans type of running back. And I'd, I'd love to see him out there this weekend.
1: I heard a lot of positive things about Malachi Thomas uh, in the offseason season um and uh haven't seen him yet Kenji Christian uh I feel really good about our running back room uh Pat I, w- I would have gone ahead with your answer with uh Dayon Lofton and Jaden Payute um but you know I just I I just want to see guys I don't even have guys specifically I need I need just some guys to step up and prove that we're able to roll them out there if we need to um and that you know I'm looking at the offensive line and I'm looking at uh Wide receiver more so than running back and uh, quarterback, obviously. So, those are the two positions. Literally anybody. Like, it's kind of like that when you have that cornball teacher who's raising their, who like asks a question and nobody answers. And they're like, well, we're not moving on to the next segment until somebody tries to guess the answer. So, that's kind of how I feel right now. Literally anybody show me that you can play in a game.
2: Are you going on Bueller?
1: Bueller? Yes. Yes, I am. So somebody, please show me that
0: you can play in a Division One football game. Cole Nelson, uh, Matthias Carroll, guys on the defensive line. Wilfried Panet, Will Panet, the Frenchman, handing out baguettes after he sacks the quarterback. Uh, those are some guys that are going to need to get a rest. Our defensive line. So that too. Last question. I would here. like to see. I would like to see Amari Barnode. Makes some plays
1: too, obviously. I'd like that to see him true. show up on the stat sheet. So I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'd like to see him show up and then we can get some of those other guys get out there. A t- technical question here. Our last letter from the pale. Sleet Hernandez says thoughts on a two back slash double offset back red zone package. Got the receivers out wide. Could we motion Blackshear into the slot as a receiver and have the triple option as an option? Was he, did he, did he send this graph? Yeah, he sent, I love it. He <laughs> sent the picture in. I feel like I'm a. i am I saw that. I was like, are we, in, are we in a pregame right now? Yeah, honestly, yo, shout out to, uh,
1: to Sleet or Rainstorm or, uh, you know, Hurricane Hernandez. I mean, this is, this is, a, this is a pretty cool looking graph. Um, I would say, I, I, I love the concept. I've said a couple of times that I'd love to see two running backs. I mean, this is literally what I've, Kind of set, I wanted to see was, was was two running backs in the backfield with Holston and Blackshear. Uh thing to keep in mind though, uh you can't just like start running the triple option. That's something that you need to practice a ton. Um, that's why you know the teams that run it primarily only run that uh because it is very complicated from a mesh standpoint. You don't want to fumble the ball in the backfield. Um, but yeah, I I'd love to find a way to get Raheem Blackshear and Jalen Holston in, in the field on the field at the same time. Uh, not sure how we could do that. You could do it. Uh, I know this would be difficult to understand if you can't see the graphic, but it's basically a shotgun with both the running backs on both sides of Braxton Burmeister. I wouldn't mind if we did one with the running back behind Braxton with Braxton, in the shotgun, and then one to his side. Um, but, uh, a, this formation that you've shown, um, helps in pass protection. Obviously you're able to motion into different, uh, to different areas and gives a little bit of a different look. Um, but who knows? I, I really don't care what kind of offensive run. I just really want to score more points. So, um, but I appreciate, I appreciate the uh, submission. I'd love to see some more of this way to go. If that is it for um, letters from the lunch pail, it's time for Sharky shoutouts. outs. Um, and we'll start with Pat, go Grayson, go myself. And then as we always do, we will shift it over to our illustrious guest. Um,
0: but go ahead, Pat, take us off with uh, Sharky shoutouts.
1: You are on mute, my friend.
0: First of all, Billy Ray, shout out to you. I know I gave you a hard time at the beginning of the pod uh, about your comments on the pod last week, um, but appreciate your attitude moving forward here. And uh, we're on to the next opponent. We're on to the next pod. We're moving forward. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to J.K. Shields. J.K. Shields is a son's listener. Appreciate you, J- uh, J.K. I believe he told me his dad played football at Richmond And he has the whole family in town this weekend. Again, it's the first time Richmond is playing Tech uh, in like 36 years. So big deal. Um, So shout out to the Shields family. Hope you guys have a lot of fun at the family reunion in Lane Stadium.
3: Grayson, what you got for some shout outs? Shout out to, first off, Bailey Angle. uh, Got to interview the in-venue host for Virginia Tech Athletics today. That'll be dropping uh, here soon. And, uh, we had a, we had a great conversation. Bailey's the man shout out to the ATX crew this weekend. is going to be a lot of fun. You all Billy Ray. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you
1: guys. Shout out to, yeah, I don't have any personal problems with anybody. Um, you know, I, I, I do this because it's fun. I do this cause I love talking about Virginia tech, passionate about it. I'm always going to speak on things how I see it. Um, you guys do the same thing. Uh, we all want Virginia tech to be successful. I love Virginia tech. I love talking about it. I love engaging with all you guys. Um, And I appreciate the engagement, good, bad, indifferent Um, on the, on the timeline or in the direct messages. Um, I appreciate engaging with you guys and love doing this and I'm going to keep doing it. So, you know, always going to speak my mind that's just what I do. Um, But Griff, before we all hang up and uh, get our bags packed for Austin, Hang out, watch some football. i tell you who scores a lot of points is Texas Tech, and we'll get to watch some high-powered offense in Austin. So guns up, horns down or up, depending on who we're rooting for. Haven't decided yet. Uh, Going to see our boy. Shout out, Actually, shout-out to Bo Davidson because Bo Davidson is at Texas Tech now. Going to give him a wave.
2: Hello, Bo. Um, Bo knows. Griff, go ahead. Uh, first and foremost, I got to shout-out the Suns. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a long time coming. First time, long time, hopefully not last time. Um, Next, I'm going to shout out uh, a little person on my liver. Uh, It's been a few rough weeks. (laughs) Just got back from a big trip, international trip to Costa Rica, uh, where I was down there with some boys. And uh, now I'm going off with you guys to Austin, where I have to imagine we'll continue the party down there. Um, So shout out also Sunday Scaries when we get back. Uh, And then always got to give a big shout out to Section 5, Love those guys. Love everybody in there. Wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Section 5. Section 5, baby. Hold them up. We're looking forward to it. Beat
1: Richmond. Everything is bigger and better in Texas. Uh, I don't think any of our exes live in Texas. I'm trying to make some sort of tie back to it. But I don't think any of our exes live in Texas. But we're headed there. So see you guys in a couple of days. Can't wait for the TX to VT
0: jokes. Uh, uh, good call, Pat. They're, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good call. See you, boys.
4: It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. by I saw you dance like you want to in my all that she said is, oh, I just what you're thinking. Please don't go. let us sink in. Trash your friend's place. Wake up the next day and do it again. And all that she said is, and all that she said is enough to reach out to